I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. You are listening to a bonus episode of Becoming Moms. And not just that, you are listening to my pregnancy diary. At the beginning of my third and likely last pregnancy, I decided to document the experience and I have not held anything back. I talk about my fears, my emotions, how I'm feeling and coping. It's about to get real. Well, I am pregnant. I found out last week that uh, I am pregnant for the third time. And I decided that I would keep kind of a diary of my pregnancy, um, however long it lasts. Interesting thing is when I was pregnant for the second time, when I was pregnant with Oliver, um, the you know day after I got a positive pregnancy test, I actually shared it on Instagram. I shared it with everyone. And this time I'm feeling like that's not the right decision for me and my family. And, you know, there's probably, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Most of it all, it's just a feeling. It's just an intuition that I want to keep this to myself for a little bit longer. I think it probably has something to do with the size of my audience. My audience is much bigger now than um, when I was pregnant with Oliver. The bigger audience means more criticism. Um, I've definitely (laughs) been through um, some rounds of uh, criticism from different groups of people um, in the last few years. Anti-vaxxers, people who are upset that I support uh, parents feeding their, their children formula all that stuff. So I think that going through some of those, um, you know, uh, challenges those attacks from different groups of people anti-semitism and and people who are not happy with my uh, politics um i think that has me a little bit more protective of my uh of my pregnancy so i do plan to share this at some time probably not um concurrently um just give myself a little bit of time to make sure that all is well. I know that even if I had a pregnancy loss or a complication, I would still share that. I just don't think I want to do it in real time. So uh, this is me at five weeks. Um, I got pregnant pretty quickly this time. So interesting because the only pregnancy that I've been really excited, like really wanted to get pregnant right away was with my first, was with Celeste. And that was the one that took the longest. I think we, I removed my IUD in like March and we didn't conceive until um, August. So, you know, if that had happened this year in 2021, I would have probably been starting to look for infertility specialists. 
but um, I really wanted to get pregnant right away with Celeste, but because I had such a challenging pregnancy with Celeste and with Oliver, I have really, really difficult first trimesters. And uh, so after experiencing that, there's always this, this level of hesitation that I know that if I were to become pregnant, that it's really going to change my ability to function. And um, it can be kind of scary, especially now that I'm a mom of two. I have a super, super active toddler. I mean, he is he is a handful. And I know that um, feeling the way that I feel is going to be challenging to balance you know, being an entrepreneur, having my own company, being a wife, a friend, a mother, and dealing with these pregnancy symptoms. So I want to talk a little bit about how I'm feeling emotionally, how I'm feeling physically, and then how I'm coping with those things. So first of all, in terms of emotionally, um, it's really tied into how I feel physically. So I am feeling pretty symptomatic. So my first pregnancy symptom um, was lightheadedness. And this was the same symptom that happened with Oliver. Um, pretty much every time I get up from, especially a laying down position or a seated position, the blood rushes out of my head and I feel pretty lightheaded. Um, this uh, is, you know, it means that jumping up to run after the kids is uh, challenging. Uh, I usually forget that I have to get up slowly. And so um, it's happening over and over again. And it's not it's not fun. But the flip side of this um, is that having symptoms is also reassuring. And um, it's this weird balance of not really wanting to feel like this because this time in addition to the lightheadedness which is something a, a, a symptom I've experienced before I'm also having a lot of um, problems with my short-term memory so I keep forgetting things I feel a little bit like I'm in a fog I haven't experienced the quote-unquote pregnancy fog or pregnancy brain before but I am experiencing it this time. It's very real. I am um, very in touch with what my brain can usually do um, and the amount of information it can usually hold in my short-term memory. And this is, you know, I actually noticed it over the course of days, like it was getting worse over the course of days. So um, that's, you know, really frustrating. I'm glad right now that I'm not working in the hospital because I know that that would mean that would be... I would be able to function as a physician, but it just means you have to be so organized and, and you know, I am, it's not my strong suit. Um, I'm not a super detail-oriented person. And so I am enlisting help um, in my, you know, uh, from the, the people that work with me. Um, I'm just letting people know, hey, um, I'm having some short-term memory issues. Uh, let's figure out a way to make sure that my work and, and what I'm providing isn't impacted. Because um, my, my full-time job is Sterling Parents, the membership where I help guide people along their own trying to conceive pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting journey. We bring in guest experts and we, we share knowledge and community for how to really use the struggles of this journey to become the best parents, the best version of ourselves that we can be. And I 
this, this is my dream, this is my passion. And so I want to continue to provide that excellent support and that excellent advice to my members. And so that means um, taking some things off my plate that are uh, not necessary and really focusing on ways to make sure that the fact that I'm feeling a, a little off and I'm not as productive, um, that doesn't impact <clears throat> the members at all because those members are my heart and soul and I want to give my best to them. So um, yeah, so I um, am emotionally um, feeling a little overwhelmed with the symptoms, especially this new symptom. I am also feeling reassured that I'm having symptoms. Um, pregnancy symptoms typically, they oftentimes come in waves and it's not necessarily consistent all the time, right? So um, many people will you know, feel really bad at one point in the day and then they'll feel a little bit better. And anytime you feel better, it, that also comes with this, oh gosh, like, is is something happening like is this pregnancy not progressing because i'm feeling better later in the day and i just want to say if if you are experiencing that where your symptoms are waxing and waning um that is not a a sign that your pregnancy is failing that's very very common for pregnancy symptoms to kind of come and go so um no need to freak out if that is if that is something you were experiencing Okay, let's pause here because I want to share a free resource with you. If you are pregnant or trying to conceive, you may be feeling a little stressed, trying to make sure you're doing all the right things. And of course you are. This is your baby, right? It's your family and you care a lot. And there's a lot of information and opinion out there, much of it is conflicting about what you should and shouldn't do. And it can be really overwhelming when you're figuring it out all on your own. So I created a free class to help you reduce stress and optimize your wellness in pregnancy. In this class, I'm going to review four simple ways you can make your pregnancy easier and healthier so that you can spend your time and energy nourishing yourself and your baby in pregnancy. So head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to grab your free spot in this incredible free class. So in terms of coping, I am, as I said, taking some things off my plate, letting the people, the key people in my life who I need help from, letting them know what's happening. So I am sharing with my, my pregnancy with, um, with some people, um, people who um, work with me and uh, family members who I may need some more support from. Um, and of course, um, my partner and I um, have talked about what might happen if, you know, I'm only five weeks and I'm already having these symptoms and I have certainly had, um, you know, a Celeste pretty debilitating early pregnancy symptoms in the past. So what are we going to do? What's the plan if um, things get worse? And just, you know, having a conversation about expectations. Uh, I think it's easier for me to also listen to my partner because it's hard on him as well and listen to him about his concerns when I'm not yet putting all of that all of that onto him because if I'm not doing things then then he needs to pick up the slack in a lot of these areas um, 
it's easier for me to have that conversation and set those expectations when I'm not actually already asking that of him because I get kind of defensive um, when it's actually happening. So when it's something in the future, it's much easier for me to look at it objectively. Um, and really for my partner, it's just about um, like acknowledging his contribution. And for me, it's about him acknowledging mine um, because obviously he, he doesn't have the opportunity to carry a child. Um, and it's a both, it, it's a, it's a blessing to me, but also it is a <laughs> quite the burden. I might not mind, um, sharing that, um, sharing that responsibility, but I am, um, married to a man. So, oh, well, um, okay. So, um, that is part of the way that I'm coping. I'm also trying to keep, keep hydrated. I'm not feeling super nauseous yet, but I started, you never know when it's going to hit. With Celeste, it hit at six weeks on the dot. And so I am stocking up in my office with um, with snacks. Who knows if I'm going to like them or, you know, I may be adverse to what I picked, but I'm doing my best to be prepared because you, I literally don't know if tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel really nauseous. Um, I am taking my prenatal vitamin. I, um, I have a, a prescription for... Um, a medication that combines vitamin B6 and doxylamine, which is also Unisom. Um, you can, you know, many people just buy vitamin B6 over the counter and buy Unisom or doxylamine over the counter and combine it themselves. Um, I personally find that the prescription, the way that the prescription medication um, the dosing and the way that it's time released is much more effective, at least it has been in the past for me than over the counter. Um, my insurance doesn't actually cover it. Um, I'm not saying the name because the um, there's all these rules when you talk about these medications and I want to make sure I'm not. <laughs> Please, DEA, don't arrest me. So um, yeah, uh, I, my insurance doesn't cover these medications. So I'm but it's worth it to me. We, I will probably end up paying cash if needed. I suspect I'll need it, but maybe I won't. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. So, um, yeah, I am feeling, um, I'm certainly feeling some anxiety and fear about, um, this pregnancy. My fears include, of course, pregnancy loss. This is, this is, you know, early days. There is no, um, you know, there's no promises here. Um, so I'm worried about pregnancy loss. I'm worried about, I'm now 36 years old. Um, if this pregnancy continues, I will be 37 before I give birth. Um, and so obviously the risk of chromosomal abnormalities um, increases, the risk of pregnancy um, uh, complications increases. So I'm worried about, I'm worried about those things as well. Um, I will definitely be doing the non-invasive prenatal test, um, which is a blood test you can do starting at 10 weeks to look at the D the free DNA that's circulating in your blood um, to see if uh, uh, the you know a pregnancy or a fetus is 
has any uh, chromosomal abnormalities. It's a screening test, it's not diagnostic. I've actually done it with each of my pregnancies even before I was advanced maternal age. So definitely be doing that, definitely going to be getting an early ultrasound called a nuchal translucency test where they look at a fold in the neck that can be associated with some, um, not just um, chromosomal abnormalities, but also some congenital malformations. And they also take a peek at some of the other anatomy during that ultrasound as well. If you are a member of um, Sterling Parents, I have a really great lesson all about genetic screening options um, in pregnancy. It's really confusing all of the options and the percentages and what's the best test. And so that that um, video is invaluable. So definitely want to check that out if you're a member of Sterling Parents. If not, you can check us out at sterlingparents.com and learn more about the support and um, education that we provide. So um, those I'm also, uh, of course, have um, some fears about <laughs> Not of course, this might not be a fear that everybody has, but I certainly am I'm afraid of twins. I'm actually quite terrified of twins. So as you get older, the, um, the chance of uh, multiples increases. I like to think of it almost as like nature's way of being like, hey, you're you're getting up there. We're gonna give you a two for one deal because we don't know if you're gonna still be fertile in a few years. But, um, my love to all the twin parents out there. I I know that I could do it. I know that I can do that, but I just, it would just be a lot. It would be a lot to carry a twin pregnancy. Twin pregnancies are more complicated. Um, having two newborns, having two toddlers, doing it, doing, you know, just it's, it's everything times two. So I'm really afraid, <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, People often ask me, how do I manage the anxieties and the fear um, of early pregnancy? And I don't believe in um, trying to push away the fear and anxiety. I think that my fears, my anxieties about this pregnancy are reasonable. They are not outlandish. They are, you know, logical. And even if they aren't, it's it's the reality of what I'm worried about. So um, I turn towards them with compassion. Of course, I'm worried about these things. Uh, this matters to me. Um, and so it's not about pushing them away. It's about accepting that, yes, I'm going to be worried about these things. It's only natural for me to worry about these things, about especially in with the job that I have, I, I know all of these different possibilities, all of these different ways that this path could go. Um, and that's really why um, I do what I do. Um, why I have a, a built a community, why I've built a membership that helps people take the things that happen um, in our pregnancy, the worries, the fears, the ups and downs, why I believe in turning towards them, exploring them, building our skills, because I think that this fear and anxiety that I have right now about where this is going um, is what I had with my first pregnancy and going through that and, and you know, um, growing 
through that experience really helped me when my daughter was diagnosed with a chronic medical condition. Um, it allowed me to um, accept the unknown in a way and be gentle with myself in a way that I wouldn't have before ever going through a pregnancy. So if you, again, if you remember Sterling Parents, the first video in the uh, pregnancy course is dealing with the unknown. And I talk through this process of dealing with your fears and anxieties in a little bit more detail. I actually get into the neuroscience of the brain um, a little bit. So just so that you can understand where these emotions come from and how we can process them and what we can do with them. So um, thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope that I was able to, um, you know, reflect uh, on what the experience of early pregnancy is often like. Um, even though I'm an OBGYN and I'm an expert, I still feel the same feelings that y'all feel when you get that positive pregnancy test and, you know, suddenly everything is different. So. If you are a member of Sterling Parents, uh, listening to this on the Sterling Parents private podcast, um, this episode is not over, okay? I'm going to be answering two questions from members um, about this early pregnancy period. The first question I'm going to answer is why do we have to wait um, until you know eight or so weeks to have that first OB appointment? And then the second question I'm going to answer is when should I repeat a home pregnancy test? What is the utility of the home pregnancy test? So um, uh, if you are not a member, you should check us out at sterlingparents.com. I hope you have a beautiful day. Sterling Parents, don't go anywhere. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you are serious about optimizing the wellness of your pregnancy, then you definitely need to get your hands on my free guide, Self-Care Rituals for Pregnancy. This guide is filled with my favorite stress busters and wellness boosters for pregnancy. And along with the guide, I'm going to send you a short email series with my favorite tips for optimizing your pregnancy wellness. To get your hands on this free guide, head over to the Sterling Life com slash pregnancy self-care. All right, lovelies, until next time.